0: Black Girl in Om promotes holistic wellness and inner beauty for women of color. We encourage self-care, self-love, and self-empowerment for communities of color. This is Lauren Ash
1: And Dionne Ivory, thank you so much for listening.
0: Today's episode is sponsored by Foria, a pioneering cannabis brand committed to nourishing women's health and sexual wellness led by the therapeutic offerings of plants i am here to tell you about something that i personally love awaken their newest product it's a 100 natural multi-botanical cbd infused arousal oil that works topically and aromatically It heightens arousal, enhances access to orgasm, decreases discomfort, and awakens all senses. So you all love the episode that we recently had on pleasure and intimacy and sexual healing with Evian. This is the perfect um, supplement to the wellness and pleasure journeys that you all are on. Just so you know, it has um, broad spectrum CBD oil, kava, cacao, coconut oil, cinnamon, ginger, vanilla, cardamom, peppermint, y'all. It's amazing. I have been loving it. And just so you know, you can head over to foryawellness.com, use code Lauren20 for 20% off. It's a super, super amazing deal, y'all. And I want you to let me know how you enjoy it. Thank you. So I'm Lauren Ash. And I'm Dion Ivory. And hopefully you all have tuned in before and um know what we're all about Mm -hmm. um black girl gnome is a podcast that's really a part of a larger community and um platform that centers black women in wellness we're all about self-care self-love self-empowerment for communities of color more broadly and through our show we have the pleasure of speaking with phenomenal people that we also most often than not happen to also have relationships with outside of the show. Um, And one of those lovely people today is Milana Snow. Um, Who who was at the Reiki experience yesterday with Milana? Okay, And who maybe has experienced Reiki with Milana outside of that? I know some of her people here. Yeah. (laughs) So we're gonna talk not just about raking energy work, but about some other things that Milana is the true embodiment mm-hmm. of. Um, and I'm just gonna read a little bit about her for those of you who are like, I just showed up cause this seemed great and I don't know what's about to happen. <laughs> so Milana Snow is a former New Yorker, now living in Venice, California with her German short hair pointer, Aria. <laughs> A model and actor for over 12 years, Milana is also a Reiki healer, meditation teacher, and founder of Serene Social, SereneBook.com, and NewWellnessOfficial.co, which is an interactive online marketplace that features the best of curated practitioners and brands from the global wellness community, launching very soon. Her passion is to connect, empower, and support others to heal themselves by expanding consciousness in their everyday lives. Milana has always lived in a world of contrast, Spending her childhood reading the ba- the Bhagavad Gita and her tarot cards, she went on to the world of fashion and entertainment, becoming the winner of Project Runway. We'll be talking about that. <laughs> and working with clients like YSL, CoverGirl, L'Oreal, as well as working behind the scenes in publishing public relations and creative direction for a number of fabulous brands. Today, Milana has integrated these worlds by leading workshops, meditations, and talks at NYU, Syracuse, basically everywhere. She's fabulous. So let's just all welcome Melana Snow as well. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I'm really
2: honored to be here, seriously, especially with you two.
0: Girl, we're honored to have you. Okay.
1: <laughs> First of all, you are all things fabulous, and you've obviously accomplished a lot. And so one thing that we love to know that, uh, about black women is like beyond the amazing work that we do out into the world, mm-hmm. who are you, and what grounds you?
2: Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Actually, Who Am I is one of my meditations that I check in with regularly Mm. because I find that that's an ever-evolving, infinite answer. Um, But I would say for now, (laughs) you know, I'm a woman who is really finding her way through her purpose. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I'm discovering right now is with my work, it's not about the ending or the launch date or the success, but who I become along the way. So I'm a woman who's becoming and who's consciously, actively engaged Mm -hmm. in that process. Yes. That is beautiful. And it just spoke a word to my life.
0: Mm. (laughs) That's beautiful. Becoming. And this is the season for that, you know, fall Mm -hmm. transition shifts. Um, I remember first talking on the phone with you. So Milana and I have known each other since 2014 when uh, the woman who essentially pushed me over the edge in the best of ways to encourage me to start Black Girl Gnome, Janice Bond, connected us. She said, oh, there's another amazing black woman doing wellness work mm-hmm. with women. You need to be friends. And they grew up together. So when I first met you and talked with you, I remember you really emphasizing to me a lot of your passions, which are manifestation mm-hmm. and abundance. Um, and that was really significant at the time because I didn't really, for real, know about those things. I think I was intrigued by them. So could you kind of talk about how manifestation um, it, like, plays a role in your life, but also kind of where it all started? I love that. I, I actually didn't remember that that's what we talked about on the phone that day.
2: I oh, just remember yeah. being very passionate about everything that we were talking about. <laughs> yes. um, yeah, I, I would say... Conscious creation, conscious manifestation is a part of my everyday practice um, through what is known as the law of attraction. Um, And there's lots of nuance to that. And it can be very deep, but it can also be very simple. And what I find is really the main vehicle of that is presence, really being present to what you're up to. Mm -hmm. Because we're constantly creating. You know, when you walk into a room and you have fear about who might be there or what might happen that day and you have your arms crossed and you're looking down well then you create that right Mm. and so it's not necessarily creating that you'll block your soulmate, (laughs) but it is putting yourself in kind of this blanket this covering of an energy that keeps you from what you really want because you're focused on what you don't want Mm. so i spend a lot of time just like this morning, I did my breathwork practice, which we did the other day mm-hmm. in the session. I did it this morning to really see what am I up to, as my teacher says. What, are, Where are my emotional states right now, knowing mm-hmm. that those will always change, mm-hmm. and that once I'm aware of them, I have now the power to choose, um, once I can actually feel them and understand that that's where I'm at and what I'm up to. Also, where is my mind? Am I constantly thinking about the future? Am I constantly You know meditating on the past or am i fully present and excited to be here in this body so that's really the basis of my my personal practice when it comes to manifestation Mm -hmm. knowing first off where am i at and what am i up to because i know that my thoughts and my emotions attract everything in my environment right wow Wow. (laughs) so how did you come into this
1: work with Reiki and Law of Attraction and manifestation and in, in those things,
2: I tell kind of a funny story because, uh, you know, I grew up. I grew up with my mom and my my stepdad and my little sister, and we moved a lot when I was a kid. We moved every two years. Um, my mom is in the hotel industry, and mm-hmm. so we would move to different cities and states. And I never really had any friends. I never really had any family around. So I found books to be Mm -hmm. my friends and imagination to be my games Mm -hmm. and so I spent a lot of time reading books and when we moved to Boulder Colorado I don't know if you guys remember I don't know if they still do this in hotel rooms but actually we should check with our hotel here but if you ever like go on the like the side of the bed and you pull it out there used to be a bible yeah there's one here is there and a mormon book I think oh wow Mm -hmm. well in Boulder Colorado there was a Bhagavad Gita which wow. is <laughs> if you've yeah, been to Boulder, you'll hotel. get that. Wow, <laughs> it's a very liberal, interesting place. So that was, you know, we had moved to Boulder when I was, uh, I think, like ten or eleven, mm-hmm. and I had nothing else to read because most of our stuff was in storage. So that's what I read, <laughs> and amazing. I got super into it. Wow, and and even before that, I did things like hypnotizing my friends. I used to hypnotize <laughs> my friends before I knew that it was actually real, and then I'd what? get in trouble really weird things would happen that's another conversation really weird things would happen Mm. and i and then i'd be like oh wow that actually worked i shouldn't do that anymore um (laughs) <laughs> and so over many years of like hypnotizing friends and the Bhagavad Gita, I mean, and then when I met new friends, we mm. would, you know, learn about earth magic and creating herbal remedies at like mm. 13. Wow. Um, and then when I moved to Houston for high school, yeah. <laughs> H-Town, what's up Southwest? No, I'm, okay. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Um <laughs> I actually had to push all of that literally under the rug. Mm. Like I had to hide all of that because it just, it wasn't acceptable. And actually when my friends saw like my tarot cards. They were like that you cannot, like, that's not cool. And Mm. I didn't understand that because my parents were atheist agnostic. I didn't have any context for religion, Mm. but then I actually became a born again Christian on my own volition. My parents actually were like, what's going on? Wow. Yeah, they didn't get it. And what age mm -hmm. was that? That was, um, I was 19. Oh. I got baptized and everything. Oh, like, my
1: God. Me, too. Yeah. The same age. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, I went, like, twice a week to a Baptist church in, like, far north Texas, North Houston. Wow. Like, really hard. I went in for six years. And that was after being a witch.
0: Wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. Seriously.
2: <laughs> Again, that's another story for another time. <laughs> um, but you know, that was really important for me to go through that full experience because once I moved to New York and went and and became a model, I had a very deep spiritual relationship yes. with many things at that yeah. point, God, the universe, nature, myself. I had meditated since I was in middle school. So I had a really deep understanding of even meditating on the word, but also meditating in silence. Mm. And so I took that and I started to then learn about new age, you know, uh, things like the law of attraction which I could look back and see were actually ancient teachings right long story short by the time that I got into my own healing I realized I had been doing that the whole time Mm. and that Reiki was just like this permission slip Mm. someone who I you know my teacher at the time was a friend and I looked up to her I mean I still do and and I was like you know if she's doing this this is this is normal I I took I took a class and I was like Oh, I've been doing this the whole time yeah now it's okay for me to do this now mm-hmm. it's normal and and that's really how that started over those mm-hmm. years 20 years of that mm-hmm.
0: I love that there are these like seemingly distinct right chapters in your life but there there are these threads you know the thread of spirit the thread of your um, willingness to explore as well you know like if you wouldn't have been willing to like look in that little drawer and right. open this book that was random, but mm-hmm. you were into it and you didn't have any other books. You know, you'd know, you even have a different orientation to all of this right now. Yeah. And so it's just really powerful. Um, for you, we've, we mentioned the law of attraction a couple of times. And i love to deepen into that because Dion and I on the show especially talk a lot about manifestation more broadly. But we were really excited to get laser focus on it with you today. Um, so to you, what is the law of attraction? Oh. <laughs> It's funny. I only laugh because I had a conversation
2: with someone who's very close to me about this statement that you create your reality. And I really believe that. And this person who's very close to me does not. And he was saying that can be very dangerous to say such a thing. And I actually I was like, oh, this is perfect because I get to have a whole conversation with my friends about this for thousands of people to listen to. (laughs) So I really want to speak about this in a different way than I think I have before, Mm -hmm. because I think there are some basics that pretty much anybody can agree with. And so under this like basic premise of you create your reality, I think we can all agree that what we think about, we become. So what, if we believe or think about over and over and over again that I'm stupid, mm-hmm. or I'm fat, or I'm not enough, or, right. or I'm great, I'm super smart, I'm mm-hmm. successful, whatever that is, mm-hmm. Um, if you keep repeating that thought over and over and over again over time, you will see that in your life. You will see people reflect that back to you. You'll see things that will show up that will reiterate that to you in your daily life. Mm -hmm. I think that's just common ground psychology. If we think the same thoughts over and over again, Mm -hmm. we see that then start
0: to show up mm-hmm. in our life. And then it creates blinders to what we see. Exactly. So there could be the alternate to it, exactly. but we're not open to receive that.
2: Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's that's such a great thing to add because, you know, I could go around and say I'm an astrophysicist mm-hmm. and I'm definitely not. But if I really went in there and played that character, I could create a whole world yeah. that confirms that to me. Right. Mm-hmm. So, So that's a really interesting thing to play with mm-hmm. because... I think that as we start to find out where we're at and what we're up to, mm-hmm. we can first say, okay, how did I play things out and also block things off? Wow. Just where I'm at right now. Forget yeah. I'm going to be an astrophysicist or I am an astrophysicist. How about why is my home in chaos and turmoil right mm-hmm. now? Right. How have I played that role out? Mm-hmm. What have I continued to repeat over and over and over mm-hmm. again that then is now very evident in the mm-hmm. space and the environment around me? Mm-hmm. But there's a really specific example I have with Project Runway that uh, yeah. you know at some point I think will help illustrate that a yes. little bit better. Yeah, because well, yeah, I was going to ask you, how, how does that show up in your yeah. life? Because I want to
1: know. I'm very intrigued. Yes. Yes.
2: (laughs) Yes. I mean, I do it all the time, Dion. Like, it's like kind of out of control. (laughs) I'll do it about little things like, hmm, I want a free matcha today. Like, I'll do it with things that are fun. I call it experiments. I like to experiment with these things. I mean, that's really, as a kid, how I got to get into all of these different spiritual practices. I just wanted to experiment and and have an adventure with it. Um, But one of the ways that this has really worked in my life, I think Project Runway was probably one of the bigger uh, examples of this for me and one that I still look back on Mm -hmm. on a regular basis and Mm -hmm. draw from because, um, you know, I was in New York. I was modeling. I was not doing well as a model. It did not work for me. I was trying to be a fashion model at the time. The fashion industry was not built for someone like me at all. Mm -hmm. Um, Having curly hair was not cool. (laughs) It was not a thing. Having hips and a butt, Mm. you're not gonna get hired in a fashion campaign. Mm. And so it was really, really, really tough for me to fit in. And I kind of just let it go. And right after I graduated from college, literally 10 days later, I got a call to go on audition for Project Runway. And the moment that I hung up the phone, I heard in my mind, you are the winner of Project Runway. And because I had developed a relationship with spirit, I knew that that wasn 't me because right. I also mm-hmm. would not say that, given my uh, resume right. at the right. time <laughs> so I was like huh that 's funny, God, can I just like go to the audition first like that 's real that 's real bold you know and then I go to the audition, and there was just kind of this like feeling in the room and the the guy who's auditioning me said he recognized me and i'm like mm, this is weird because i definitely have never seen him before and so i went home that night and i just you know i prayed and i said god if if this is a job that i book if i book this tomorrow the, the notice was supposed to come the next day then i will just believe that that was you and i will do everything that i can do mm-hmm. to line up with what i believe i was told is wow. the truth and so that was where I got to exercise my faith, my, my practices, I got yes. to unleash my experiments. Mm. And you know that was a, a, a toolkit, which I'm happy to explain more of later, but a toolkit of things that I got to practice for a series of four months. And one of the number one things was for me to repeat over and over and over again that I am the winner of Project Runway. And so when I booked it the next day, I was just like, okay, I must be the winner. So how does the winner act? Yes. What does that mean? That's a good point to make, yes. And four months later, I won.
0: Yes, that is wild. So I wanna go back to the moment where you heard Spirit speak to you and say that, and you said that you were like, oh, that's funny. Was there any part of you at all that had an emotional reaction of no? I'm just curious.
2: Oh, I love that you asked that. In that particular moment, no. I 100% laughed at it, like, that's funny. (laughs) I guess it was like, okay, we'll see, like, sure. But I definitely did know that was spirit speaking to me and I was like, wow, okay, well, I guess we'll find out. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of more a curiosity. Mm. And when I went into the the, the um, uh, audition room, that's when I was kind of like, huh what's going on here? I, Cause I was curious. So I think that's also something to like touch on yes. that curiosity can really open up space yes. instead of, you know, like if we feel like we can just shut something down, it's like maybe just open up curiosity. Cause there's a little bit yes. of vulnerability in that. Right. Cause especially when you show up in a room, you know, this was in New York, 2010 at Parsons. There's all these beautiful models. I was at a very small agency. I was probably one of like three black women in the room. Mm-hmm. Only one with curly hair. Yeah. Like it, wow. so, there were lots of reasons to feel intimidated, but I was just curious. Yeah, like what's going on here? And then I could kind of feel I was letting myself be open to the other possibilities that were in the room, and I could feel it. Wow, this yeah. is so aligned with yes. what we've been talking about for the past few weeks. Yeah. Curiosity, which
1: you
0: mentioned earlier Yay. in the talk. Yes. yes, and we talked about it with Crystal Jones <laughs> the other day. So lots of alignment. There's something yeah. to be said for that. Yeah. Yeah, that.
1: I mean, I, now I want to give my testimony about how law of attraction Please. is out, But I'm not going to, because it's
0: oh. about Oh, <laughs> <truth. laughs>
2: I was like, give it, give it. <laughs>
0: but we will, we will. So, um, wow. So when you won and you recounted then, like you said, you had a toolkit, right? What did you look back and see were practices that supported this belief. Yeah, Disbelief. I mean, I probably am going to listen to this
2: podcast a few times to remind myself because I should just preface this by saying that this is still work that I have to practice. Yeah, I love that. Every day, mm-hmm. yes. no matter how crazy this stuff has worked for me, yeah. <laughs> um, because I'm human and we all are, you know, and that's what makes this all so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think the number one thing, again, to go back to what I said before, is meditation and sitting in silence and being with yourself. Because I just, I, I, you know, we we are in this world where things are constantly just move, 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 distraction, distraction, distraction. And I mean, as we practiced the other day in the session, and that's why I like to do it in an hour. It's like you can drop in in minutes. You can drop in in seconds. It's just, are you willing to let go of all those barriers and all those veils mm. That really you have put up, mm-hmm. right? I have put up yeah. distractions I've let myself move into. When actually, if I just get present, those are just like great helpers that are mm. constantly actually informing and supporting, mm. yes. no matter what it is. <laughs> and so I think, you know, what was really interesting about this experiment of Project Runway for me for four months, we were in a green room that was smaller than this room. And it started out with 17 models and 17 designers. And we would be in this green room for about nine hours a day. And then we'd get pulled out for maybe two hours. We'd have like sometimes even 14 hour shoot days. We'd get pulled out for maybe two hours to like get our makeup on and then walk down the runway. Mm -hmm. And so I was in a room full of women who were competing and I, I have my fingers in the air with little quotations because if you know that you're the winner of something, you don't need to compete.
0: Girl, <laughs> <laughs> rewind. <laughs> Say it one more time. <laughs> no, you know, for real though. So Say there, it again. No, <laughs> if you know
2: that you're the winner, you don't need to compete. So in that room, that... The, nobody in there was my competition. Mm. Like literally, I didn't look at anybody. Like, ooh, look at, look at that dress on you. Right. No, I literally was like, oh, look at that dress on you. Right. Wow. You know? <laughs> because, and it wasn't even like I'm gonna win. No, because I knew that 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 didn't feel like what the winner would feel like. Wow. To me, the winner was somebody who was graceful, who was grounded, who was grateful because she had a spiritual experience so i had to be consistent with that which was a practice too because we'd have a room full of women who you know sometimes were really nice and sometimes were really mean
0: Mm -hmm. um
2: or would or would have lots of things that were out of alignment like i'm i'm fat today or my boyfriend and i got in a fight and i'm Mm -hmm. devastated and and so all of those energies i had to come into myself and get quiet I couldn't let those things and in fact once I got quiet I could see that when somebody fought with her boyfriend the night before that she was the one that got eliminated the next day mm. Wow. I couldn't notice that if I wasn't quiet just wow. watching yeah you know yeah. and it was like oh so when you get really bent out of shape you start acting out in that way and then you start attracting things. Now, yes, there's, there's randomness, that's possible, but you know, literally there was a girl who got gotten a really bad fight with her boyfriend the night before and the next day she got eliminated. Wow. And I thought that's, that's really interesting information. So the first thing in my toolkit is silence, coming and being quiet with yourself. Prayer and meditation is in that tool as right. well. Um, should I continue
0: with more? Let's do at least one more. Okay. This is like the, the practical behind, behind okay. the theoretical and right. a little bit more abstract.
2: I think the second one that was really, really important for me and I know that a lot of us can relate to um, was visualization and really feeling into the visualization, like seeing something until I could actually feel it. So I had a um an app at the time that was like a vision board app. I don't know if it still exists, but it was something that I could look at all the time. So when I started to feel like maybe the vision wasn't so clear in my mind, mm-hmm. I would come and look at it on the app and I would I had affirmations on the app that said I am the winner of Project Runway. I had New York Fashion Week. I'd never walked in New York Fashion Week before this. I had all these like really cool symbols. I had a private jet on there, which I was like, that's going to be cool when that happens. <laughs> all these cool things. I would just look at it and look at it. But then I also knew from all the work and the studying I had done over the years, I had to feel in it. So I yes. would sit in there and I would just be like, what does it feel like to work, walk in New York Fashion Week? And yes. I would just sit in that. And I have to say that also built up a really beautiful momentum because the day that i walked in new york fashion week was one of the best days of my life because i had been like marinating in that energy for four months yes Yes. and so when i got there i was just grateful you know and i think the last one sorry Lauren, i'm gonna throw one more in there. Is gratitude yes because that that you know you mix those three things and it's like gratitude before it even happens which I have to be honest, I've been really working on that lately. Yeah. You know, really sitting in gratitude for everything as it is and as it's becoming is so, so powerful. And that Mm -hmm. was, like, the number one thing that I walked away with, like, wow, how beautiful these experiences are if you just, like, open yourself up to them. Yes. Girl
0: you
1: what you're saying right now is just giving me all the life (laughs) especially because i just had a conversation with crystal and i told her um that on january 1st of this year i thank god for like all these things that were going to happen this year Mm -hmm. and i was like everything that happened was like exceeding my expectations i was like yeah i'm going to be spending a lot of time in california i'm going to make this certain amount of salary this year and literally it happened and it was You know visualization gratitude and really just sitting and praying and thanking god Mm -hmm. before i actually saw it but i was like this is my truth and i'm going to walk in alignment with it and i think that's what you were that's what i got out of you saying like how does a winner win i mean how do you like act yeah you know Mm -hmm. and yeah that was just beautiful
0: yeah yeah that's awesome yes Mm -hmm. that's great so for you you know going back to the the um You said the information that you would pick up on, right? Mm -hmm. Like the other women who would be in the room at some times wouldn't be acting um, from a place of love. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think our society oftentimes can breed that amongst us as women, you know, like the competition. And it's like really hard to to shake that off. How have you cultivated like a mindful community that's supportive and Mm. loving? Because I've met many of your friends and everyone's wonderful. (laughs) They are. (laughs) They are. Yeah, I have really, really
2: great friends. You know, I think because I moved a lot when I was a kid, I really had a deeper value for friendships than I think most people do Mm. because not having friends and being a lonely kid can be really, really hard. Mm. But I also am super grateful for that because when I actually had friends, like I still have friends from middle school and I would move a lot. Wow. You know, still know them since I was really young. So I have a really deep value for friendship and I'm a very good friend. I could probably even improve upon that, mm-hmm. but I really will do anything for my friends right. and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, one of the things I have such a high standard for my friendships mm-hmm. because I know what I will give for my friends that if, if I see that that's not how someone values relationship,
0: yes.
2: um, I, I, will probably just not become close with them, right? (laughs) you know, but doesn't mean that I'm angry or that I won't show them love. It's just, you know, people who are really close to me, like I, we really hold each other down. And so I think that's like being the good friend is Mm -hmm. really, really important. Like being someone that people can really rely on and also being open to how you can be better. Yeah. Open to feedback. Mm -hmm. Um, and just honesty and transparency, I really do my best to really be honest and transparent, and make mm-hmm. myself available to my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think you know, especially as as we are having our glow ups in our different <laughs> ways, right? It's really interesting to see who comes in, and you know, thinking about I've had many versions of myself in New York and L A. And you know, there w- I remember when, after I run Project Runway, people who didn't know that story. Mm-hmm who had no idea a lot. There was a lot of people who came around after that because right. I was on international TV yeah. and it was playing everywhere and da, mm-hmm. da, da, yeah. And so I got to see, I'm so grateful. I got to see what like little bits of fame can do, how certain people can feel uncomfortable with you, even though you love them and some people can come to you and they don't really like you. <laughs> yeah. And yep. so I got to really look at that and be honest with myself about how I was playing into that or how I was creating that. Mm. And so I think now where I'm at, is really just really being honest with how I'm showing up with people. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, that's why sometimes people don't really see me out that much because if I can't really give and be the, the friend or the contributing, you know, person that I'd like to be, I, I sometimes need to hold back and yeah. not hold back my love, but just like be so alone in my mm-hmm. space. And mm-hmm. I think that people respect that because I'm not going to just, uh, be fake with my contribution like it's really all, all the i can yes. give
0: yeah you know wow. i relate to so much of what you said and the reason why i asked it too is because a lot of people in our community um especially black women who are stepping into a space of intentionality in every way then get to the point of okay wow well are my friends are, do i do i have this sisterhood mm-hmm. that i hear i can have you know and and really coming to a space of um of wanting to invite in more of a basis of like an authentic relationship with people. Mm-hmm. And I love what you shared because most of what you shared was really just all about you and how you show up. Yeah. And I think that more of us can think about, okay, well, if I desire this kind of a friendship, how can I just literally just tweak how I am, am being in the friendships I already have and noticing and cultivating greater awareness around how that feels in relationship with other people. So thank you.
2: Yeah, I try I try to speak from a place of self calling self as my teacher says. I I I try to hold myself accountable for my uh relationships and my experiences the best that I can because you know everybody has their own thing going on. Right. So so I can't I can't personalize what's going on when you come to me with anger. I just I can look at it and and look at how have I created this and how have I how can I do better? How can I, you know, come into alignment more, but I can't be responsible for what's going on with you because right. a lot of that has nothing to do with me. Right. I, it doesn't mean that I can't be hurtful or disrespectful. Absolutely. It's just that, you know, when, when we're talking about relationships, it's really like, let me see again, where am I at Yes. first? Yes.
1: That is so difficult. I mean, I think that the talks that we've experienced all this weekend were about holding yourself accountable in the relationships yeah. um, and not Blaming other people or faulting other people. Mm-hmm. And I mean, oh, it's a work in practice. It is. Yes. Yes. Trust me. And and
2: more practice, more practice,
0: more practice. Yeah. Hey, y'all. It's Lauren Ash. Today's sponsor, y'all, is Foria. They empower ourselves to be healthy, whole, and free of shame while at home in our bodies and minds, enabling us to live with passion and joy in every aspect of our life. They are a 100% natural, multi-botanical CBD-infused arousal oil. It works topically and aromatically, heightening arousal, enhancing access to orgasm, decreasing discomfort, and awakening all of our senses. Wow. And with Awaken, their hero product that I have been using and loving, they are helping women harness their sensuality and access deeper pleasure, whether it's with a partner or on your own. So go over to their website, okay? It is uh, for ya wellness.com and use my code lauren20 that is lauren20 for 20 percent off be sure to try awaken it's rich with coconut oil cacao cava, peppermint vanilla ginger y'all all the good smells all the great ingredients and it's formulated by women for women so you can trust it check them out also on social at foria wellness <laughs> wow so we wanted to ask you um question that we're really excited about how do ease Mm -hmm. acceptance and play show up in your work and or your lifestyle that's a great question
2: well as an entrepreneur and a healer i have a very non-traditional time schedule calendar i don't you know I don't i i actually work weekends sometimes sometimes i take mondays off i like mm. to take sundays slower but mm-hmm. you know even today is a sunday and we are technically working in one way <laughs> yeah you yeah. know it doesn't feel like it but, right um and because it doesn't feel like it a lot of times i have to really watch myself
0: as a girl you are, girl
2: <laughs> yeah So one of the things that I've really learned is to take time to, and we actually, Lauren, you and I have talked about this, Mm. to take time and to unplug and to actually go off the grid, to go into nature, to be somewhere where my phone actually doesn't work, Mm -hmm. where my laptop is closed for two days. Yeah. That's been a really big thing for me, uh, and I've done that a lot lately. Like, this year, I've had a, a, a more of a turn turning point in that, mm-hmm. and actually, you've been one of the people that's really inspired me, Lauren, okay. to do more of that with, with some of our conversations. Yeah. I think the other thing is that, um, you know, when I'm with people, mm-hmm. I... If I'm going to get on my phone, I will say, "Hey, I'm going to get on my phone." I'm pretty good about that. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to get on my phone really quick because I need to catch up on some texts. Yeah. Like if I'm with my man, I, we are not on our phones. Yeah. At all. That's great. That's a great, great girl. Guiding. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like, wow. We don't do that. Mm-hmm. If you know, if if there's a time when we actually need to for work, we say. Hey, I need to get on my phone and make a phone call really quick, or I need to get back to this text message because such and such is coming over. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, but right. everything else we that can wait, or, you know, and it has its de- designated time. So yes. having boundaries, very clear boundaries, yeah. is really important. And also acknowledging that this is what's really important, where we are right now in this moment yes. is re- really what's important. Yes. Um, and not to say that my mom calling on the phone is not important. Mm-hmm. But right now, I'm fully engaged, so I need to be fully engaged. And if I need to step off yes. to talk to my mom, let's say, for example, or, or my Fiona, who's in New York, who is, who's been with me for five years um, working on my team, then I need to let the people I know or I'm in, in company with, hey, I need to go step off and do this. So that's a big part of, of balance, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, again, regular practice of meditation every day. Every day. Mm-hmm. Like that does not, yeah, that does not change. Yes. And it has to be even if it's just I'm going to wash the dishes, and I'm not going to do anything else but wash the dishes, and that's your meditation for the
0: day. Then let that be your meditation. Right. But it's got to be like, there. So present with that activity. Totally. Yes.
1: Do you have off days? Like, are there times when you don't meditate in the morning? And if you do, like, how do th- how do those days compare to the days when you are meditating?
2: Yeah. So sometimes, especially when I have big sessions. Yeah. I actually take a day off of, of active practices after. And it's really interesting because sometimes it just it helps me get more into my body again. Mm-hmm. It helps me to feel more human <laughs> again. Um, and all the nuance of being in physical form. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there are some times where I will consciously be like, you know what, I had a session of 250 people yesterday. I'm going to take a day off where I don't even meditate, but mm-hmm. I'm mindful and aware. And I, you know, that's when I'll do something like I'll wash the dishes as yeah. my meditation. So it, it's still there. The, the, the practices are still there, but they take a different form. I love that. And for me, it's to help me actually like, bridge the gap of the physical and non-physical world but the Mm -hmm. practices in one way or another for me and my experience still need to be there daily Mm -hmm. in whatever form that needs to take but it's me it's me making that choice that okay this is how i'm going to take a moment yes does
1: that no Mm -hmm. yes that was great that was me i love how you talked about how it takes different forms i know for me i'm like okay if meditation isn't like i'm sitting in my chair and i'm like my eyes closed i'm like am i really meditating outside of that Mm -hmm. but like you said there are other things that i could intentionally focus on for a set amount of
2: time that is being mindful and practicing meditation totally going for a walk and not being on your phone while you're on the walk and really just looking around your neighborhood and noticing the flower that grew through the concrete or Mm -hmm. The heart-shaped gate, Mm. you know, things like that. Like that Mm -hmm. is just as useful. Mm -hmm. So I think all of those things are needed in our our mindful practice too.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: That's honoring yourself and your energy. You deciding to cultivate mindful presence without... the 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 meditation practice on the days after or before you're engaging a large group of people that's like honoring your energy rather than being dogmatic about it like I have to do this every Mm -hmm. day in this one particular way and so much of the the discourse within like the pop culture wellness community um is around a lot of that I think so and that's just my own
2: personal experience Mm -hmm. maybe someone has a different experience of Mm -hmm. that but yeah, that's what works for me. I love it. Thank
0: you. <laughs> so let's talk about Reiki and energy yeah. work. Um, you are just speaking a little bit about like you're not, you know, getting back into your physical body. It's it's a very, um, I don't know, it's like a very powerful practice, energy work. And so, what drew you intentionally to that in terms of becoming a practitioner, and how has your life changed? in holding space for people in that Mm -hmm. way Mm -hmm. it's definitely made me a better person
2: (laughs) (laughs) I think it's I I would I wouldn't use the word better it's made me a more compassionate person because when you when you work in people's energy and you really see the core of who someone is you realize oh my god we are all the same Mm -hmm. and then you also understand why people act out the way they do because I you know I have the Pleasure and the honor of getting to work through really, really deep things with people, very, very intimate things that sometimes they don't even know about themselves mm, right. until we work through them. And to see, like, wow, this person has been through this, mm-hmm. and yet they're still here. Mm-hmm. So that that compassion is one of the biggest things that's happened for me. But I think, you know, a, a dear friend of mine did Reiki on me the first time. Her name is San Yu and she did Reiki on me back in New York, and I think probably five years ago. And at first, I didn't really feel anything i'm not gonna lie if there's anybody out there that's like i had a reiki session and i felt nothing that was me literally the whole time i was like this is bs yeah <laughs> this is stupid and i was yeah. spiritual <laughs> yeah like this like you is were like dumb. you were like open to receiving
0: it yeah but you were like nothing
2: nothing was yeah. there right yeah. and i had my fingers in the air because it just was like this i don't get this and then i cried for three days straight wow like three days wow First I thought it was my, like my PMS. And then after two days, I was like, no, something else is going on. So I called her on the third day and I was like, okay, what did you do to me? And she said, you know, you're, you're able to feel, we helped you to get to the core of your feelings. Wow. And that, when she said that, it hit me like a ton of bricks because what I actually realized at that moment was, whoa, I had no idea how sad I was. Like Um, I had been so numb I was living in New York, constantly going, constantly mm-hmm. making things happen, that I had no time to feel what I was really feeling because I didn't feel empowered to do anything about it, which wow. is really, really, I think, one of the biggest barriers for us doing this work is mm-hmm. that we feel disempowered to be able to change what we don't like. Wow. So I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And from there on, I really feel like I I have to find out more. I need to do more. So she and I did more sessions together. And then I went and got Reiki 1 attuned within a couple of weeks. And when I realized, realized, you know, wow, I've been doing this the whole time. That's when I said I have to get literally I said to myself and I prayed about this. I said, I have to touch as many people as I can Mm -hmm. with this. Like Mm -hmm. I have to do this because people need to know that they have this too. Wow. And, and I, so I started volunteering in hospitals. I started calling wow. my friends. I was doing, you know, I had Serene Social. We were doing rooftop yoga through my old company at the time. So literally, we'd have teachers teach yoga. And then after, I'd be like, okay, so now I'm going to do Reiki on everyone. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you don't want it, you can just go. <laughs> and so I would just practice on everyone. Wow. And, and over many years, and, and really... A few I think at this point it's probably been it might have been two thousand people at this point i'm i'm actually wow. not sure, wow. but it's just become more and more that energy has been more and more amplified through me because i've been able to let go of my own resistance and my own uh you know belief systems about how powerful things can be and how that can run through me and then wow. I start to experience more and more healing wow <laughs> i'm just mind blown by it all <laughs> i mean i had to that
1: was my first session with you oh really yes and it was very interesting in a good way i was just like i don't really know what's going on but <laughs> then you came by and we had a little moment and i was like Ooh. <laughs> um i i'm just trying to understand like the process it's like what are you like how are you able to understand what's going on mm-hmm. that, I, that i don't understand mm-hmm. and if you could also
2: talk a bit about reiki for anyone who's also yeah. honest, brand new to it as well Please, yeah. So, so Reiki is a f- modality under the umbrella of energy healing, and it's it's dis- it descent- It actually came from Japan, and it's about 150 years old as a as a practice and a lineage. Um, the, what I do now has kind of evolved into my own form of medicine. So I consider it Reiki, but really it's energy healing from my own. Work and practice and, and it's essentially focusing on the seven main chakras and the auric field. And and when we talk about the auric field and your energy system, it's really working on different layers of your being. So that's the physical layer, which also I always talk about this. The physical layer is kind of that layer that when you get chills mm. and it kinda of, you can just feel that energy like right yes. off your skin. Mm-hmm. That is actually the physical layer just right wow. off your skin wow. that picks up on that like electricity you yeah. know yeah. then you 've got your mental layer and that 's the accumulation of all of your thoughts over time the ones that you 've had and the ones you 've accepted of, from others mm. then you 've got your emotional again the one the emotions that you've felt over time that you 've accepted and the ones that you 've accepted from others, which is usually the majority of what we hold emotionally yes. by the way and then the last layer is your emotional layer which or excuse me your spiritual layer, which is the largest of our being so we work in that field as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So to go back to what you were saying about how, how are you able to perceive that? Yeah, yeah. I would say, you know, I do think that this is something I've had a long time to practice in different ways since I was a kid, but I do believe that everybody has the ability to do this with practice. And it's really about believing what comes up in your mind and not calling yourself crazy (laughs) because if this was a hundred years ago they'd probably lock me up Mm, that's real i mean i'd probably they'd probably do more than lock me up for what i do now yeah you know so i just believe that you know when i touch you that what i got was real Mm. and i said that back to you and lo and behold you're like oh yeah actually (laughs) right (laughs) that's funny Mm -hmm. you know and when i first started i was very
0: scared Especially with the big stuff. (laughs) What is it? What is it? I'm going to get to it. Okay. Please go. Okay. I just had a revelation. Yeah.
2: When I first started doing this, it was like, ooh, who am I to say these things to people? Especially if they were older than me, I would be like, oh, I can't say what I just got. And also you want to be invited before you just start telling people stuff. I never I don't walk around and just be like you're this, you're that. I don't do that. I don't even see people that way. The only way that I would like actually like diagnose people in that way energetically is if I'm interacting with them directly and it's like affecting the conversation. And sometimes it's very simple. Like if you're if you're standing like this, I'm like, Oh, you're protecting your heart or you're protecting your solar plexus. Mm. You know, so that that's pretty you just read about solar plexus and heart and that's pretty easy to yeah. Find out about. But it's really just like You know, you're spending time in these groups and you walk up to each person and you get something. And if you and if you're in sync with listening to yourself because you Mm, practice it every day, mm, then when you get that thought or that feeling or that sensation, however, that's translated for you personally and you start to understand that that you can trust that, then when you start relaying that back and you, you do it with love, right right and you and you practice what that communication looks like then you start saying oh wow this is this is really what's happening because we're all one
1: mm-hmm Did that you No, that me? yeah that was great that was
2: a great explanation
1: i mean it reminds me of i mean obviously i am in the church and people lay hands yeah and they're able to discern yes. different things and they're like girl you're going through this or whatever yes so it's
0: this. i mean same thing ex- yeah pretty it much is. yeah Universal yeah it
2: universal is. yeah for sure it's the same thing i mean jesus was one of the reasons why i wanted to do this because mm-hmm. you know i i have a a, a very close bond with jesus mm-hmm. and be just because my spiritual and religious relationship with christianity has shifted doesn't mean that i'm not connected to who jesus is right, right. is by the way for right. me that's how i perceive him right. and so you know him as a healer oh my gosh like mm-hmm. what an amazing example for what healing can look like mm-hmm. so you know i i call on jesus all the time yeah all the time and i think you know that's a a really great teacher to to look to on how healing can work also a little side note to that if we perceive people as um broken or or anything but whole then we can't help And i think that was one of the biggest things i learned from jesus and his teachings is that you know when i work with someone and i see that they're withholding love or that they're not allowing love because I can just look at it and I, and I can see the way they're breathing and mm-hmm. I get all that information. I don't see you as broken. I just see you as you not seeing yourself as whole. Mm. Like, and that, but that you're whole. And right. okay, all I got to do is just tell you and show you and you can, and then show you how to feel it. Yeah. And then poof, it just opens yes. up. Wow. Yes. That's beautiful. Wow.
1: Thank you for mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I love that. I want to hear this revelation. Yeah,
0: yeah, please. Well, I mean, it's... You know those revelations that are really just reminders at the end of the day. It's like, oh, I remind remind myself of this all the time. Um but there was um there's this really amazing like young black artist in Chicago, and she recently came over to my house, and we were talking, just, you know, kind of just chatting about life, whatever. And um she was sharing with me about how she um, has taken on a lot of her, beliefs about just living kind of in a in an afrocentric kind of rooted lifestyle and philosophy and how this influenced like her her art and her work and she took that on a lot from her stepfather just you know just kind of talking about her family and her art and I was like that's amazing like have you ever um, thanked him for that and she literally burst into tears and I was like Cause like, I was just asking a question, you know? And for me, like gratitude is like one of my top right. values. So I was like, that's dope. Like you, 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 tell him, you know? And then she just started opening up about like why she was crying, but basically like it was a realization that she needed in that moment mm. to convey that gratitude because there were some shifts happening within her family. Mm. And she was like fearing like essentially the loss of her connection to him. Mm. And I, again, I, I I barely like you know like i didn't yeah. know that yeah. and so you know when you were talking a lot about essentially like discernment and trusting what comes up within you right rather than second guessing it you know it, when it comes to yourself of course but also when it comes to other people that you're interacting mm-hmm. with whether it's in a formal like i am a facilitator of a healing experience or i'm just trying to show up in the world with love and compassion right. and totally. relate to other people in exchanges that are healing you know so yeah I just literally like when you said that I went to that moment and I was like that's so interesting that's so cool yeah I love that example it's mm-hmm. beautiful
1: you have really empowered me to just start believing my thoughts because I do second guess myself I'm like this can't no like and it obviously God is you know giving me a uh, downloading a message to me to share or if it's for myself and I'm just like yeah. I don't really know if I can trust this thought mm-hmm. but like you said when you're in tune with the spirit mm-hmm. you absolutely can mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. yeah so I thought that was really powerful mm-hmm. Yes.
2: and I would say if there's ever a time where you feel like you're not certain or there's something about it that maybe you need to check into just sit with that even mm-hmm. you know sometimes also I know for me I have my own emotional roller coasters in my personal life where I'm like <laughs> oh I, I love this person no I don't know how I feel or whatever yes, that is girl. Right? <laughs> yeah. and then it's like okay wait wait I know that confusion I know that distrust I know those are vibrational experiences that I I don't need to hold on to mm. I know that that's a low vibration not yes. low but that's not a vibration that's useful that's really the yes. better way to mm. articulate that mm. so I'm like hmm, if I feel confused let me sit with that and see how I can move through that mm. mm-hmm. because I know that that's a vibration that's not necessary because I know that at the end of the day I yes. know yes that the answers are always available to yes. me yes Um, and so, you know, knowing that, you know, yes, sometimes my mind can be focused on things in the past that are not relevant to the future or the present, excuse me, that I could be attached to something emotional because of something that is, you know, uh, my emotional body that's now being reactivated through trauma, but just coming back to, okay, if I, if, if this feels out of alignment, let me sit with that because there's information in that too. You know and that's so let me not push it away let me not be like well i'm gonna act anyways Mm -hmm. it's like wait wait wait, this doesn't feel right so let me sit with it because like when i'm in this container of these sessions yeah I'm not like I'm so aligned with that practice now because I've practiced it Mm. that there's nothing out of alignment for me like when Mm -hmm. I'm in that room I'm totally in the zone I'm totally channeling Mm -hmm. but when I'm in my daily life there are times where I'm like oh should I call this person I don't know and if that's coming up I'm like oh okay wait wait, let's sit with this for a second what Mm. information wants to be expressed that I'm not acknowledging here yes you know and knowing the difference between the two because I've practiced yes being in the flow and I know what that feels like yeah
0: yes. and that's trust mm-hmm. and like that's trust everything so much of what you share with us today to me comes back to trust I absolutely yeah even
1: as a child you're out here hypnotizing your friends <laughs> I'm serious I was like oh man to have that much belief in yourself you know what I'm saying that young I might and have then, been ignorance <laughs> <laughs> but trust sure it was true it was confidence <laughs> you believed in it I was like I believed you too <laughs> <self." Yeah. laughs> That's amazing and it's showing up in your life obviously with all the wow. amazing things that you're doing and trusting, <laughs> you know, yourself and this connection that you have with God. So
0: thank
1: you. yeah, uh, thank you so
0: much. Thank you. So we have room for maybe two questions yeah. from our community in the room. We'd love to hear anything you have for Milana, anything for any of us. Great. We have yes. a question.
2: So, Justin and I were talking about this last night, the, the difference between uh, your having a thought
0: and a, and a knowing, like I know that that's spirit, that's intuition, that's, that is a knowing, versus a thought
2: that's like, oh, maybe I should question that thought. Maybe, I, maybe that thought, do you know you a difference? hmm So, I'm curious how you know. Mm. okay yes yeah so knowing is a feeling and it's it's i would say knowing is a vibrational experience so when you know you know you can feel it in your body but what came up when you asked about this in contrast to a thought depends do you want to believe that thought do you want that thought to be real because you can make you can resonate in that thought until you believe it and then know it. So, so let me just give you an example. So let's say, I'll give you an example about raising money for my company. There was a point in time where I was like, hi, I could raise money for my company. I have a tech startup. I could raise money, but it was just a thought. And I was like, but I know in the grand scheme of things, I can raise money for my company and I can do it in a way that feels really good and supportive of my, of my greater vision so I'm gonna sit on this until I start to feel that I can raise comp- money for my company, and then until I know. So it's like going from hope wow. to belief to knowing. So to me, the idea, like hope as a concept is really nice, but we can go even beyond that, and hope kind of usually takes like more of a thought form. So I, I hope that I can raise money for my company. I think I can raise, other people are doing it. Sure, I could do it, too. I can raise money for my company and then I'll like meditate on that and I'll start seeing the vision. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Ooh yeah, I could raise money for my company to so then no, I am raising money for my company. Oh, I've raised money for my company. And then just to tell you, I raised money for my company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that was the, that, the real cycle and it went from thought to then belief to then knowing. And then it became the reality that I experienced. Does that answer
0: your question? Your thoughts create your reality. Mm-hmm. Love that
1: This process.
0: Amazing. Ooh, next question Sean from the lovely Shantae. Hi, uh, my question is when you're practicing the law of manifestation, do you personally ever simultaneously feel the need to create a safety net or plan B mm-hmm. for yourself at the same time? Um, Do you like, or, and if you do experience that, how do you have?
1: Oh,
2: that's real. That is a great question. Do you guys want to dig into that
1: at all or should I? I have a have a few. bit I'm little bit of a little bit of a a little bit of a little bit a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of you little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a little you have a is going to fall through that's how a in my life a worked bit
0: of a little bit in addition, and perhaps this has threats to what you might offer, <laughs> I've learned that a plan B for me, I'll speak for myself, is only rooted in fear. Like the right. ma- the vision that you have, even though you don't know how you're going to get to it, it's like divine. Like it's like, that's like the only option. Exactly. And so, you know, when I, for example, after about a year of mostly figuring out how to say, say, myself financially on my creative um practices and entrepreneurial you know projects and all that stuff it was it was like fall time you remember this and I was like no I think I like need to like go back to the restaurant industry like just in case like things Mm -hmm. are gonna slow down so I went (laughs) and I even like on paper it looked great right like they were paying me more hourly than I had ever gotten before it was at this like beautiful place I was like I feel good about telling people I work here too this is great why was everything like the hot, messiest mess of all time? (laughs) And I was out within like a month and a half. (laughs) And I was like, oh, all of that was because you, this plan B was was really just the fear fear plan. And fear has no place in your life anymore. So I learned from that to like never, as much as possible, of course, is practice. It is. Make decisions rooted in fear and always in love. And that love will always find a way. Yep. Totally. Yeah. I mean,
2: I just for myself, I like to use the metaphor of my experience through Project Runway and never did I say, okay, so maybe I'll get runner up and Mm. then like at least I'll get to be at the last episode. (laughs) Mm. You know, no, it was like, no, I'm I'm the winner. That that was it. There there was no like, am I going to get silver here? You know, Um, also what I really want to add to this, because obviously there are other experiences where I've had to really use that as an example, to continue to only have one strong plan, that things can also look different than you imagine, even though you can still get to that thing that you've envisioned. Yes, Yes. that's good. You know, so like right now, something I'm manifesting is buying my house. And usually uh, me finding a house is, I I lived in three rent controlled apartments in New York. If anybody's lived in New York, that's like, nobody does that, three. (laughs) It's crazy. So I've never had a hard time finding a house. I know all the practices. So the fact that it's been taking me like a little bit longer and happening in different ways, and I thought I'm like, okay, it's still happening, but Mm -hmm. there's things that need to happen so that it can happen in the way that is really like the totality of the vision that exceeds what I even know I'm up to right now. So, and it's funny, like literally this past week, I had a really interesting thing that came up with where I'm staying for the next two months. I'm staying at a friend's house, and it was an amazing thing that came that I didn't even... I didn't even imagine. So, no plan B, but also being completely open to the many different ways that things can be expressed yes. and open
0: up. Yeah, that word. That was, uh, girl. That was a word. That word. <laughs> <laughs> I just had a vision of you being gifted a home, just so you oh, know. Oh,
2: I received that. Mm. No, I feel actually. I, I'm into crazy things like that. That's yeah. cool. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, thank you, That's what I saw. Thank you.
0: (laughs) Maybe one more. One more. Who has a burning question? Hey, Rebecca.
2: Greetings. Um, I'm wondering, like, when you're aware of the things like those practices that many folks, probably all the folks in this room, are aware of, um, and
1: you have folks in your life who are not there yet, how do you either protect your energy
0: um, but also
2: urge them along?
0: that's beautiful that's a
2: really great question you know my mom and I have had a lot of uh, experiences that are directly related to that question and um, I would say the first thing is just continue to do the work on yourself because if there's ever a time like when I would feel angry about my mom not getting me it was because there was still something in me that felt like connected to the disbelief or the misunderstanding there was something in that that she represented that I still held in me Mm. so um, I didn't do Reiki or energy healing my mom for like at least two years and there was a lot of just it just did not go (laughs) very well and then just one day my mom's at my house and I was like hey how about energy healing for like five minutes before I go to the airport and we did it and it ended up being a life-changing experience for the both of us. My mom literally has never been the same, wow. ever. Wow. And so I, I you know, I wasn't trying to force it on her, which I had in the past. I was just like, hey, how about this? And I was totally okay with her saying no because mm-hmm. I had worked all that discord out that we had about our differences in no that way. way. And I let her just be where she was at cause it, cause, because I had worked all that out, none of where she was at represented me at all Ooh and where I was at, because mm-hmm. I didn't identify with that. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Wow. Even though she's my mom. So I would just say, I, I continue to just do my own healing work, because if there's anything in it that bothers me, even if it's me wanting to save someone, it's me again knowing that, oh, I, I could probably raise my consciousness about this, because they're perfect just as they are, even if they have cancer, even if they are doing something that's self-detrimental. you know, um, detrimental. Now, if someone's harming themselves, that's a different thing, like in a physical way. But sometimes also people need to go through the illness and the pain to really recognize, like, how powerful they actually are and how much more to them there actually is. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. That was for me.
2: (laughs)
0: Oh, and someone I know. Yeah, Yeah, that was beautiful. I definitely got something from that as well for a personal relationship in my life. Um, We are closing and ending this beautiful conversation thank you so much milana yes
1: thank you so much
0: this is so special I'm, I'm so blessed to be here with both of you honestly it's a nice full circle
2: moment i have a feeling we'll have many more of these though yes <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: yes 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 so where can people connect with you after this um please do follow me on milana
2: snow at instagram and wellnessofficial.co Co. will be launching later on this year hey. and you can find both of us on instagram Phenomenal.
0: We can't wait for more with you. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Hey, y'all. So today's episode is sponsored by Foria. Wow, y'all. They are a phenomenal, phenomenal brand that is centered on cannabis and nourishing women's health and sexual wellness. You know, we're all about that at, at Black Girl and You can check them out also on Instagram at Foria Wellness, but head over to ForiaWellness.com and use my code, Lauren, 20. That's Lauren20 for 20% off of Awaken. Just so you know, it works with your body to stimulate and activate your sexual response. And it includes some of my favorite ingredients like cacao and kava, coconut oil, cinnamon, ginger, vanilla, the list goes on. So let me know how you like it because I certainly do.
1: Black Girl in OM creates space for women of color to breathe easy. You guys, we would like to thank our amazing podcast crew. Khalid B, thank you so much for an amazing intro. It's live and it's lit. I love it every time I listen to it. Keith Good News, you are such a phenomenal audio engineer. Thank you so much. Um, Valerie Titus Glover, our digital strategist on the podcast team. Girl, you are amazing. Thank you for your commitment and to our amazing community members. Y'all some real ones, day ones. We want to thank y'all so much for rocking with us. We love you. We support you. And we are so grateful to share space with you.